You're listening to the Bill Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. The sports world might be on pause right now, but Midco SN is still bringing you daily coverage of the teams you love. Every Friday night for the next two months, we'll be re-airing some of our favorite UND basketball and hockey games from this past season. Plus, we've got UND football marathons scheduled for Saturday, April the 4th and Saturday, April 25th, so mark your calendars. That's Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast. We're taping this on a Wednesday morning, April the 1st, 2020. I had to really think about what day of the week it was just for a moment there. Alex Snyder and Build Shapes uh, coming to you for the first time in a couple of weeks. Bill, good to see you again. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, I think we uh, sort of thought that maybe we would do April. I didn't know we would do April 1st, per se, but, uh, you know, the pot is punctual. If we say April, we say April. (laughs) We don't want to keep you waiting. Absolutely. Others, you know, when we had last potted a couple of weeks ago, everything was very much up in the air and we kind of left things open-ended of like, well, we'll kind of touch base again when there's more news to discuss. And there has been some more news to discuss over the last couple of weeks. A lot of good things happening, even though sports aren't really taking place. There's a lot going on in the world and a lot, a lot of things, of course, going on that are much bigger than sports, but it's still fun to have a diversion and fun to see end of year awards get handed out for hockey and cool to see you know, co- coaches get hired and, and some other neat things that are happening around the athletic department, despite the fact that everything is more or less on pause right now because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, the last time we spoke, Alex, you know, we spent, uh, I would say, uh, you know, from the time we uh, were done potting literally until probably today, as far as what we're doing, a lot of communication with our student athletes and our staff. And, you know, that's, I'll call it, you know, kind of the inside, you know, inside baseball, if you will. And now, uh, starting this week, our staff thought it would be a great idea to do some sort of fan forums. And so, we're going to roll that out uh, starting, uh, well, we're, we're potting on a Wednesday. This uh, knock on wood should get released Wednesday afternoon. So tomorrow will be our first fan forum and we'll start with Brad Barry and uh, Tim Hennessy will host that. Uh, and, I, you know, I think from a technological standpoint, I think we're in pretty good shape. I think uh, I think it should work out fine. But, you know, I'll say ahead of the time, you just never know. You know, it could be bugs. So be patient with us. Uh, but we felt as if the connection and the connectivity to our awesome, loyal fans fan base made a whole lot of sense. This is exciting. This was just announced the other day. Again, the Fighting Hawks virtual fan forum and fans can tune in via Facebook live at two o'clock on Thursday afternoons over the course of April. And as you mentioned, you know, Bradbury is going to be on tomorrow. You'll be on next week. We'll have uh, Bubba Schweigert, Mallory Bernard, Paul Sather, variety of coaches and athletic department folks that'll sort of be jumping on on a weekly basis on Thursdays at two for, for people just to fire questions at and ask questions of and kind of hear updates on what's happening in their specific area. And again, those will all be archived on fightinghawks.com after the fact as well. But a really not, a cool idea to sort of keep people connected with what's happening when they can't be 
on campus or at events or really interacting face to face. Yeah, kudos to our uh, external staff and our, our coaching staff for, uh, you know, wanting and, and making this happen. And, uh, you know, obviously this this time where a lot of folks are um, are at home, uh, literally both uh, from a work standpoint and then obviously just uh, uh, respecting the, uh, um, uh, you know, where we are today in life. Uh, you know, hopefully this will pr- provide some some pretty good content for people to kind of dive into and and. We're, you know, the whole idea is to try to make it interactive, you know, and so can you can you kind of ask questions and we'll have a, a moderator that's uh, kind of, I'll say, sitting in a cockpit. And so that that's happening as well. So it should be good. You know, so so Brad's up first. So Brad, um, Brad gets deleted off, you know, and, you know, let's face it. He's Ricky Henderson, right? He's the he's the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. So he'll 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 knock it out of the park. Uh, and uh, and then we come next, which uh, you you know, I don't know what we're thinking. We get to follow that, Alex. So we're going to have to try to bring whatever A game we have, we're going to have to try to bring. Oh, boy. I'm looking forward to it already. We've, we've had some good reps in this particular medium. We'll see how it goes and people are throwing questions uh, your way. And we're trying to make all those things happen. It'll be good. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it next week. Should be a good time for sure. Just the yeah. pod, just the pod live. This is this is the live pod we've always wanted to do, Bill. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. So uh, we're we're excited about it. Don't be afraid to throw a couple questions at Alex too. I mean, hey, I don't I don't have to be the one being grilled the whole time. You can be grilled too. <laughs> I welcome I welcome the challenge. Oh my gosh, your life is a lot more interesting than mine is. So I'm sure people will want to know more about what's going on with uh, with Bill Chaves and with the UND Athletics Department. But that will be fun though. So next next Tuesday or next Thursday, excuse me, at two o'clock on Facebook. Uh, will be our episode. And again, Bradbury coming up tomorrow at two as well with Tim Hennessy. I'm excited to see Tim try and work through this technology. I think that's maybe the most, <laughs> that'll be the most, that, one, of, one of the highlights I think of this whole thing will be see Tim, how, how Tim handles and embraces Zoom and everything else that we'll be using here in, in the coming weeks. So, so here's what, here's my prediction. Um, Cause I've seen Tim on the road and rea- reality is this. What he's doing on the road is way more complicated than what he's going to have to deal with tomorrow. So I, I think he's going to be in great. Sh- I think he's going to be in great shape. I, I think. I think you know what's interesting, Alex, is just all of this uh, technology that we now have been exposed to, and how to continue to keep working and moving forward. Uh, my guess is when we get to the end of whatever our next normal will be, is uh, I think a lot of this will be in play for for many of us. Would be my guess. You know, I'm I'm just trying to think. Even you know, we have a meeting on campus, and let's just say it's 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 ten folks for whatever reason, right? Whatever issue it might be. And you're coming from eight different buildings on campus. A lot easier to literally just stay, I say, at your desk and, and, and zoom in, literally. And so, uh, and that's what we've done. And, you know, it's, it's quite, quite slick. That's what I'll tell you. The technology is slick. It's amazing the time that you save instead of like, Correct. you know. Correct. There's, there's that balance between Saving the time it takes to walk across campus or drive in from wherever if you're from out of town or however that works versus, you know, the gains that are made when you can talk face to face. Like that's going to be an interesting balance that I think a lot of colleges and companies and et cetera are going to have to strike. But I would say, correct. I think it's all right. It's not zero or one with this. But what I like about it, though, it's it may be. So if I can go the other way on you, it maybe takes away a lot of the texting piece. 
because I, I, I just see, when you see someone on a screen, that's uh, to me better than just a straight text or email where it's hard to get, uh, you know, I, the flavor of really what someone's trying to say. And so uh, it'll be interesting. But I, I think it's a, I think it's E. It's it's all of the above. I think we're all going to I think. Don't you think? I think I think it'll be a, a useful tool that people now understands how to use or are going to become proficient in how video conferencing and how this all works. And I think it will be a, yeah, a tool in the toolbox that I think a lot of folks will start to apply more often than not. No, I, I think so too. Yeah. I just, I do like, I do like being able to be next to a human and I have agree. a conversation. Yeah. That you can't, you can't replace that, but, but this is certainly still a nice option for people so, to use. So that's a great segue. Um, and, and I'm not even sure you intended to do it, but I'm going to say what an awesome segue. Part of the reason why we've gone down the path with extending Mallory uh, interim throughout the uh, to the end of the uh, uh, basketball season next year, I, I just don't think you can really conduct a great search uh, without having that tool in your toolbox as far as having that connectivity face-to-face with somebody. And so... I thought that that was the most prudent decision for us at this stage of the game. I'm excited about, you know, what she can bring to the table. And, uh, um, and you know, now she has an opportunity uh, to know that she's through the next basketball season. And then we'll evaluate at, at that point. Yeah, and that's, um, it was the next item on my rundown. So I will call it a segue from one thing to the next. But it is, it's true. It's that's That's a big thing when you're hiring someone. And especially for you when you've got candidates that are, sending in applications for this position from all over the country and people that you maybe have met in person, but a lot of folks you probably have not. It's a big hire. I mean, to lead the women's basketball program, that's a storied program, you know, in the upper Midwest and certainly on our campus. And you want to get that right. And to do that basically just, you know, again, from a video screen and, and looking at a piece of paper and their resume, you know, that's, and going off of the advice of other people that know that person, I just, it makes a lot of sense to just, pause, let someone who's very capable, who knows the school and knows the team and knows the girls very well to lead the charge for a year and and then reevaluate after that. I I just think that makes a ton of sense. You know, Good I'm choice. sure there's there's others. I mean, and I get it. I mean, you're always going to have folks, you know, say, well, why don't you just forge on? And, uh, and and that's accurate. I mean, I'm reading my counterparts around the country and some are forging on and, and doing some things. And and that's fine. I You know, I think I, I've always come to the realization that when I walk in the door, I, 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 I'm always trying to figure out what's in the best interest of UND at all times. And at the end of the day, if others are doing other things, that's fine. I mean, that might be the right thing for them but i think in this case scenario this was the right thing for us and so i'm excited about it you know and uh you know we'll see uh, you know obviously as i said in uh in our release uh you know mallory is 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 totally und through and through and so uh you know she's uh you know i know she's excited about the opportunity and she'll be on one of the fan forums i think toward the end of the uh into our, uh, the end of April. And so, uh, so that'll be exciting. And uh, yeah, I mean, once we kind of get through, hopefully knock on wood, you know, get to the place where, you know, she can connect, reconnect physically, right. In, in, in physical environments with her players, um, that'll be exciting for her. But right now, you know, everyone is kind of doing the same thing and we're all on one team right now, Alex, that's for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And that, by the way, that's one of the, that's one of the overlooked things I think in the midst of this hire, if you hired someone new, 
someone that didn't have any affiliation with UND or didn't know the girls or didn't know the team, they're not going to be able to get to know the team for, for, for potentially like until August. I mean, really, like it's going to be a lot of video conferencing stuff maybe to try and get to know your squad. I just think to put a new coach into a position like that would be really challenging. And we've obviously there are a lot of schools in the country that are trying to figure that out. But the fact that there's already that familiarity between Mallory and the current squad and between the staff, because it sounds like, right, most of the staff is returning. It's not just Mallory. It's basically everybody kind of along for the ride as well. And you, you bring that continuity back in such a weird time when it's the, the guys and girls that have been coaching and recruiting these kids. That's a huge thing for this team moving forward. Yeah, I you know, I think any any job uh, that anyone's considering taking where they have to pack up potentially and move a family and themselves. And if they've never been, let's just say to Grand Forks, North Dakota, and it doesn't matter. It could be Tallahassee, Florida. It could be Tucson, Arizona, you know, or Hartford, Connecticut. It, it really doesn't matter if you haven't been there and felt it and, and had some sort of a vibe. Um, I'm not sure that's fair to to not only the hiring agency and in this case us but the candidates themselves and so um i think that was the concept at least with the decision at this point in time and you know to kind of go backwards once um once we put the uh the actual job uh, on the street, so to speak, there is a two-week window in where I don't even know, I'll say, who's officially applied. So within that two-week period, which we were, I really don't even know what the what the pool may have been. So so at this point in time, you know, I, I'm just moving forward with the decision that that we made um, at this point and going all in with the staff that we have and Mal and and and, and try to figure out how we can be better this upcoming year. Yeah, good plan. Yeah, it's exciting to think that this uh, this is a team that probably won't you know again. Like everything, when you bring in a new coach and when the staff changes, there's always that fear of well, who's going to leave and what does this mean? And can you, you know, kind of re- recreate some of the success that you had last year? And this team was successful in non-conference last season. And now that 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 fear is sort of out the window, that it's it's uh, that continuity will continue on for next season. So good stuff there. Um, be watching for Mallory on the Fighting Hawks virtual fan forum, as Bill mentioned, coming up in the coming weeks. Um, I'm going to have a chance to talk with Mallory later today. So you'll have a chance to hear from her. Uh, coming up on MidCoSN social platform later in the week as well. Um, hockey season is unfortunately over, which is such a bummer. And there's been a lot written and a lot said about, you know, UND missing out on the chance to chase a ninth national title. And, and if they would have won it or if they wouldn't have. One thing that has been very clear is that the conference and the national landscape has recognized that this team was really special. And the awards that they have picked up since the season has ended has been pretty impressive. Bradbury's won three different Coach of the Year awards, one from the conference, two from a national level. He was just nominated to be a finalist for the Spencer Penrose Coach of the Year, which is voted on by the 60 head coaches uh, in Division I men's college hockey. Uh, Jordan Kawaguchi was forward of the year in the NCHC. His between-the-legs goal was also play of the year in the conference. He's a Hobie finalist. We're going to find out tomorrow on Thursday if he's going to make the top three, the Hobie hat trick, and then that, that award will be released next week. Presumably from a bunker in Minnesota somewhere. I, do, you, do you know the details, by the way, on how they're actually doing this? I haven't heard any specifics other than that it's going to be in Minnesota somewhere. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny. Pr- prior to recording this, I was talking to Mitch Wigness and um, just trying to get a, a, an idea. I was only looking at timetable at this point in time. And I think, as you indicated, yes, the three is going, the, they're going to go from what, 10 to three this week at some point. And so I, I don't know how that announcement is being made, but you're right. It's, it's somewhere, um, you know, somewhere in Minnesota, it's going to come, you know, and, and away you go. So, uh, uh, yeah, I and again, uh, Jordan had such a great year, and uh, you know, um, many of our our guys had a great year, and so obviously by just you know by virtue of what you know the ten awards that the NCHC puts out, and you know we had um, nine finalists of the ten categories, and that was just amazing. And who would have thought, you know, when we went to break in December, that the one category that we would not be represented would be goaltender. And at the end of the day, it's because we had two awesome goaltenders. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you could combine them, you know, Bill Simmons always does a thing where he like combines people like, oh, if you could combine, <laughs> yeah. oh, whatever, like, um, you know, gosh, he'd always pick random NBA guys. And like, if you could combine their skill sets and it was like one guy, they would have been an awesome player or they'd be an awesome player for your fantasy team. But you can't. You can't combine Al Perkins with what I, you can't do those things. But it'd be the same thing. If you were to combine Peter Tomey and Adam Shield, their statistics over the course of the year, clearly they would be probably, I mean, you know, Hunter Shepard had a great season for Duluth, nothing to take away from him. But man, it'd be tough to argue against the, the, the show me combination, the teal. Yeah, whatever. They, those guys are fantastic all season. Fantastic. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I think you're right. It's the it's the combination of statistics. Obviously, would have been uh, there, and uh, you know. But those guys, the the one thing that it shows, it's like uh, even in in the NFL, right, with a quarterback. Um, or the CFL or wherever you want to say, or college football, you know, to have that depth in that position is so huge. And you're only playing one, right, at a time. But, you know, each one of them picked each other up throughout the year. And that was just special. And that was just indicative of really what this team did all year long. Yeah, yeah, cool stuff there. Um, You mentioned, by the way, the other finalists uh, and other winners. Colton Pullman was defensive defenseman of the year this year. Shane Penso was rookie of the year in the NCHC. Cole Smith was a finalist for defensive forward of the year. Cole, by the way, just signs with the Nashville Predators last week. Colton signing with the Calgary Flames. Cool to see those guys get an opportunity, an expected opportunity, but to make that happen. Um, Awesome stuff for those two young men to be able to continue on playing hockey at the top, top, top level. Just Yeah, just a great, great season. A lot of great kids, great stories. Um, Brad Schlossman's done a great job of detailing the year and putting it in context with how this team stacks up with the rest of UND's history. We did a story um, with with Brad and with Brad Berry and, and with Colton uh, for a Midco Magazine show that we did last week that you can find online kind of highlighting how special this team was and hearing their thoughts on how the season ended. Uh, again, UND Hockey wasn't the only team that saw their season cut short, but it's always tough when you get to the business end of the year and you don't get a chance to see it out. Yeah, you know, it was a uh, just this team historically will be remembered for sure. And, uh, um, you know, this group has a a pretty, pretty tight bond. And I think they'll they'll always come back and uh, and be recognized as uh, one of the all time greats uh, here at UND. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and rightly so. 
And, uh, you know, through all that, and you, you mentioned a lot of awards and you mentioned Brad Schlossman and even Brad Schlossman got an award out of this whole thing, yeah. too. So, so I mean, it's just it's bleeding everywhere, all these awards, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah, Brad's uh, Brad National Sports Writer of the Year for, uh, for beat reporting. Like, just I tell you what, good people, good people doing good things out of Grand Forks. Not a bad yep. deal. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. Except for this pod, this pod, no awards. We're not, you know, not yet. Not yet, Bill. One of these days, the award-winning Bill Chaves podcast is going to be something we say in the introduction, but it might not happen this year, unfortunately. Maybe someone can give us one somewhere at some point, you know, because <laughs> at this point, we're going to need that because I'm just not sure. It's not because of the host. It's probably more because of the feature, so to speak. <laughs> False. False. It's a team, Bill. It's always a team. You, we 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 win as a team and we lose as a team. That, and, there you go. Right, and right now we're just we're just not being nominated, but that's okay. That's um, right. Elsewhere around UNZ, there you know, obviously things have, have sort of, at least from a sports perspective, more or less stopped. Spring football's on pause, of course. All the spring sports have now been canceled, unfortunately, because of everything that's happening in our worlds. Um, there, there's been a like. Some small little things that have kind of popped up. Soccer hired a goalkeeper coach this past week, which is great to kind of round out that staff. Really, other than that, though, the fact that school is back on in session, even though students aren't on campus, it has to create sort of a, I don't know, I would say a lonesome feel, I'm guessing, probably around just that part of the world right now as it is across college campuses across the country. Yeah, I I think, you know, there's such a... um such a big picture thing that's going on all around the world that, you know, we're just trying to do our part like, like everybody else. And so um, it almost feels honestly, when you talk about things, uh, I'll call it more on a day-to-day basis, I'll call them micro items versus the macro items. I, I just think you, you're pausing and making sure that you're measured in, in what actually you're talking about, because there's such a big picture of us trying to figure this thing out from a virus standpoint that, um, you know, it, it, I don't say everything pales in comparison right now, but but we just have to be really thoughtful in some of the conversations we're having. We're trying to move, obviously, things forward, uh, you know, anti- in anticipation that that will that will be back to some sort of. Um, um, uh, how should I say regular uh, uh, kind of think that are normal at some point, but you just never know. I mean, I, I would say this, Alex, I, I've been in my own head. I kind of think the leader of the pack right now is Major League Baseball as far as what's going to happen with their season. And then that will probably dictate a lot of things from an athletic standpoint. Yeah, I think that's what people are looking at. They're looking at MLB. They're looking at when the NBA and NHL decide to press on with their seasons. There's also the... You know, because we're, of course, the United States itself is a little bit behind the rest of the world in terms of the, the spread of this pandemic. People are looking at China and, and what they're doing with their sports. And they had started to slowly begin playing basketball again, or at least had a timeline of like, yep, we're going to get started soon. And now they've sort of backed off because things have, things have settled down there now, but they're not quite ready yet 
to begin. And now there's kind of a second wave of the pandemic that's coming through Hong Kong. There's just there's a lot of things globally that you're watching to sort of see when will things continue. And not to completely flip to the beef side right now, but that's if you look at Europe and you look at major events that are happening and include and, and in Asia as well, the Tokyo Olympics have already been moved. You know, the Wimbledon has been canceled. That just happened moments ago. They're not going to have Wimbledon this year for the first time since World War II. The European soccer championships have been moved to 2021. All of these things that aren't taking place, you know, next week, these are things that are happening late in the summer. They're all being canceled or they're all being postponed until another year. And so it kind of makes you wonder, you know, when will things kind of be normal in this country? And and, and when will things kind of come back to normal around the rest of the globe when people are, yeah, I don't know if we're playing sports anytime soon on a grand scale. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so obviously, uh, the the glass half full on my side is obviously we do have some of the brightest minds around the world working toward a solution in some way, shape or form. And to me, that's the X factor, right? I mean, we can do all the modeling you want, but if we have something where something gets produced, I'll just say, um, you know, who knows, maybe that's a game changer. And so, but I think we just have to do our job right now, all of us in trying to uh, try to uh, continue to stop the spread at this stage. And uh, that's, you know, that's some of the things that we have, we can do uh, on a daily basis. So yeah. you mentioned the B side, we, we probably should flip and then, you know, because we're going to be on the uh, forum next week anyways, and we probably can dig deeper on some things, maybe even kind of what the NCAA has done from a legislative standpoint. Maybe we'll save that for the forum next week. I think that's a fine choice. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, be sure to tune in next Thursday, April the 9th. Go to Facebook, uh, the UND Athletics Facebook page. To ask questions of Bill, uh, the Fighting Hawks virtual fan forum, which again starts tomorrow with Bradbury and continues throughout the month. So much more on UND and NCAA topics coming up next week, April the 9th at 2 o'clock on that fan forum. From a B-side perspective, we already mentioned a couple of the big events that we typically look forward to in the summertime. You know, the Masters, you know. French Open's been moved, Wimbledon's canceled, Euros are gone, all these things. Champions League now has been postponed indefinitely. But the NFL draft is still going to take place. How, how are they <laughs> doing that? Much that? Are they it's, doing it virtual? It's going to be a virtual draft. They're a, from everything that I've read, they are pressing on. Nobody's going to be present in Las Vegas with the exception of maybe the commissioner. And, and it sounds like they're still going to have some of the stage things. Like there'll be still some presentation. There just won't be people there. There obviously will be no fans in attendance. Players won't be there. GMs won't be there. But as of now, and this is... You know, we're, we're in April now. I mean, this is later this month, three weeks away. This is going to happen on April 20, the 23rd through the 25th. And there have been various people that have said this maybe needs to be a week-long deal where we just do one round a night for seven straight days just to kind of give us something to watch and something to be excited about, which honestly I would be totally in favor of. There's also been a lot of people who have said there is no way this should happen. Why are we doing this? Like this is this is not really fair for these guys who haven't, especially guys at our level, people at the FCS level that didn't get a pro day maybe or didn't get invited to the combine. Now you have no opportunity to really go visit a team facility or kind of show what you can do. Is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are kind of on both sides of the fence on this, including Adam Schefter, who had a really impassioned speech last night uh, or earlier this week on SportsCenter, basically saying that, this is crazy to do this. Like there's carnage in the streets were his words. And we're going to just kind of proceed as if 
nothing is wrong and just kind of go about our business. But I can yeah, see it both ways. It's, it's yeah, tough, tough to I, you know, and again, I think everyone obviously can have their opinion. I, I do think there's a there's a level of if you can continue to do business in some way, shape, or form, I, I guess I land in, in, in the bucket of, I do think there's a, a level of folks that will be excited about, you know, at least being able to tune in. And I think we all are probably deciding how you're consuming uh, the coronavirus news and updates on a daily basis. But I would assume that a, a portion of people will be excited to be able to dive into say something other than that at some stage of the game. And so, uh, and, you know, for folks, I, I guess, or, or I would say, you know, players that maybe come from, uh, I'll call it our level or, or lower, right? The D2s and D3s, you know, they're going to get their opportunities whenever there is a training camp to some degree. And, and in some ways, maybe it's, it's in, it could be better for them because they can pick and choose what a spot might be better for them as opposed to being a draft pick in the sixth or seventh round. And really there's not a spot for you. I mean, you know, you might have a certain skill set, and you might say, Hey, of the 32 teams, I've only fit really today in three rosters. And so now I'm going to figure out one of those three situations. Yeah. No, good point. No, for sure. Um, do you think by the way, should this draft happen? Like, are you kind of in favor of this or do you think, no, obviously not knowing all the details, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think virtually, I, I, if the, you know, my guess is, you know, you think about it, 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 go back, right? When they used to do it, I think by phone and, um, you know, how much technology did they have at that point? I think all these, all these uh, NFL teams have every huddle um, opportunity uh uh, and it, Huddle is a uh, is a software system that uh, that that you can bring up any any player and bring up every play that they played during their college time. And so, I I think they're probably more advanced than say they were back when. They, this was done, I would say, in their own offices and probably called in to, uh, let's call it New York, and said, you know, the New England Patriots takes Alex Heiner, you know, with the, with the you know, first pick of their draft or whatever you want to call it. So I think they're prepared to do it. And I, I think it'll be a good diversion to some degree for, for folks. And so, and I get what um, Adam Schefter is saying, and certainly he can have that opinion, but I don't know. I, I think the NFL will be thoughtful on how they uh, how they go about it, I do like the one draft round a day for seven days. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I I think uh, you know I, I'm with you. I think as long as they're being considerate of people's health, you know, I, if you can go ahead and do something like this, this is really just a TV show, basically. I mean, from yeah. a spectator perspective, if you can pull that off, because look, we've seen. You know, we still have the news is still on. We, we've seen a lot of different outlets from an entertainment standpoint be able to find ways to keep producing content. Um, I, I, I don't know if you listen to Men in Blazers, which is such a great podcast with uh, Michael, Dav- uh, Michael Davies and Roger Bennett. And Michael Davies is a producer at, at NBC Row Studios who does, uh, you know, lots of big shows. And he was just talking on the pod the other day about how they've continued to do Who Wants to Be a, a Millionaire? This new run with Jimmy Kimmel as the host and celebrity guests and all these things. And they've done it without an audience. And they've done it in a way that it's like the, as, most, it, it, as hermetically sealed as you can. With, they're producing from his home via Zoom, like all this stuff. 
if, if you can pull off something like that, just to get people to watch, because that's it. People will need something to watch. Eventually, we're going to sort of, quote-unquote, run out of classic basketball games from the NCAA tournament. Not that we ever would, but you'll start to kind of get bored of watching stuff from the 70s and 80s that you've already seen a couple times now. We're going to have to keep producing new stuff the longer this goes. And so if this can be something that can lift morale a little bit and get people excited and shake up the routine and give, I don't know, I mean, give us something to consume. I mean, it's I the agree. same thing with the EPLs in the same boat where the English Premier League has been having talks about, well, how do we, how do we maybe boost the country's morale a little bit? Could we play games behind closed doors? There have been so many different scenarios that have been floated out over there because, again, their season's on hold and... There's a lot of conversation about how do we do this, but the latest idea, and I'm not sure if you've heard this or not, is to essentially have a month and a half long World Cup-like setting in which they sort of put these teams in groups and you're kind of playing behind closed doors and you're basically just sequestered away from your family and you're only in these little teams and you play all these games and there's just a match every day and you're sort of playing like once every five days. And that's how they're going to cram these final, you know, 10, 10 weeks essentially of the season into this month long period just to get it all in. I mean, it would be unbelievable to watch, to have that on all the time. But it's like, are you putting the players at risk? Are you putting the medical staff at risk? They're weighing all those things out. It's been fascinating to see these ideas and this process sort of take shape in leagues and in yeah, across the world, essentially. Yeah, I, you know, that's exactly right, Alex. I mean, I think it comes back to, can you gather, right? I mean, that's yeah. it. I mean, can you gather? And and that means, can you gather as two teams playing each other, too? And so, you know, especially when you're perspiring and, you know, there's physical contact and, and there's, you know, there's just a lot of pieces to that puzzle. But I do think that, you know, as a society, as a world, um, the one thing that we've we've learned to, and we've probably known this, but it's been underscored to some degree. People value the the I'd say live event content of sport and for, you know, and again, that's been probably underscored, bolded, you know, whatever you want to do, italicized. It's, it's been everything because, you know, it is truly, it, 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 it it's the unknown. Anytime you're going in there, it, it's, it's really, um, you know, reality TV. It's the only reality TV because you really don't know what the outcome is going to be. And it's not manufactured reality TV where, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's an editing room uh, that, 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 decides on how you're going to consume this reality TV. This is, you know, we just don't know how it's going to be. And, you know, I think, you know, there'll be a thirst for it and there is a thirst for it, but people have to be safe. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, that's, you don't, at this time to put more stress on our hospitals, you know, on our, on our medical staff, when obviously the stress, especially in certain places is incredibly high. And to do so just for the sake of entertainment, it just seems silly. And so it's as long as those things are done in a mindful, safe fashion and they can provide a little bit of a, a morale boost and something to sort of watch when you are, quote unquote, stuck at home. And I've seen a lot of people say you're not stuck at home. Hey, you're safe at home. View it like that. And this is a good opportunity to catch up on some things, spend some time with your family, et cetera. But if those things can be done to provide some entertainment, to be able to you know, pull people's attention away from that constant news cycle of all the tough things that are happening and the death toll that's rising and how the number of cases that are confirmed. If you can do those sorts of things in a safe way, yeah, I'm all for that, for sure. 
I agree. I agree. Well, hey, I, that's probably where we should button it up. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I was happy that we were able to potentially do this pod. And I, I thought that we had enough, uh, at least uh, news that made some sense. And I was happy that we could at least uh, uh, do do our share in promoting what this fan forum, uh, this virtual fan forum uh, uh, can be uh, once uh, Brad and, uh, and Tim kick it off tomorrow. Yeah, be sure to check that out. 2 o'clock, live on Facebook, archived on FightingHawks.com, the Fighting Hawks virtual fan forum, not to be missed. Should be a fun diversion from your daily activities inside the comforts of your home out there for UND fans. Bill, good to catch up. I'm excited to chat on the fan forum next week. I want to hear all about who, how your clue strategy has tra- changed over the course of these last three weeks and uh, who's got the current title belt in that bout. And uh, we'll talk about a bunch of other things too next week. Should be fun. Sounds good, Alex. I appreciate you. All right, take care of yourself. Uh, I'm Alex Seinert. Thanks again for listening to the Bill Chaves podcast. We'll talk to you next week online on the Fighting Hacks virtual fan forum. Stay safe out there. Be well. Be well.